0: We want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Um, I'm here with Rhonda and we're ready to dive into another deep conversation. And we hope and pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you while we have this conversation. The Awakening Moment might be one thing for us, but it might be something different for you. And that's what I love about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's so special. It's so unique. And he's already speaking to us about what it is that he Wants to reveal to us today. So I love that. Isn't that exciting? It's so exciting. I know. So we, we can love go it. into these conversations knowing, okay, the Holy Spirit's already at work doing something. Okay. okay. Show us, bring revelation, bring healing. That's our heart's desire, right? We don't want to just stay where we are. Bring healing to that area of my life and yeah, help me to walk out a life that looks more like Jesus. Okay. That was a side note. So today we want to talk a little bit about developing resiliency in our lives because the reality is that all of us are facing difficult challenges challenging circumstances navigating unique situations i mean you and i Rhonda, meet with people on a weekly basis and they're walking through some unbelievably oh. difficult um things we are in our own lives personally as well like it's not just unique to everybody else we're all sort of walking in this tension of again what we all what we often call the already and the not yet the reality is that evil will not be completely overthrown until Jesus returns and so we're sort of living in this place where the reality of sin and the reality of darkness is a present in all of our lives and in all of our circumstances but how do we res- how do we develop resilience in it and so like I have seen a number of times, um, and this is in my own life, and this is through meeting with people that they'll come and they'll talk about this very difficult circumstance. So I'll just use this analogy as an example. So let's say you're in a job, okay, and the job is not the job you want to be in, and in the job there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of anxiety, and you know more things get keep getting thrown on your plate or, and just the environment is not what you want. And you're carrying a lot of stress. You have dread every day going to your job. Like this job is just really, really weighing you down. And so part of this resilient walk is what does God want to do in the midst of this difficult situation? Now, in my example scenario, let's say you need to work. So Quitting your job and walking away is not an option. Mm -hmm. Like you need to provide for your family. You need to provide for yourself. You have responsibilities. You have to work. And so you're in this difficult situation where I need this job, but this job seems to be like killing me. It's just actually so, so hard on me. What do I do? And how can God provide for you in the midst of that, right? And, you know, if we think about a scenario like that, and maybe you're navigating a long term illness, maybe you're in a marriage that is very, very difficult. You've had incredible challenges in your marriage. Maybe, you know, you're, you're walking through a relational crisis and this has just been over your head continually. All of our situations are unique in what we're navigating, but what is the answer and how does God want to provide in it? Our first and initial response is often get out of the discomfort. I just want to get this discomfort, oh, sure. right? Like, I just mm-hmm. want to get away from this situation. I need to leave. God's will would definitely be for my life for me to leave because God would not want me in this situation. This is how we, this is a message we often tell ourselves. And this is what we believe because we think, oh, well, God wouldn't want me to not have peace. God wouldn't want me to be in a situation that I'm feeling a burnout. I'm feeling so much anxiety. I'm feeling so much stress. And that's true. God doesn't want us in that situation, but how God wants to provide for us might be different than what we would imagine. And so I just want to sort of lean into this conversation about what does it look like to develop resilience in the midst of a difficult situation? I think this is such a good topic because I, I agree.
1: I think we are adverse to anything uncomfortable. It's just part of how we are human all, nature. Our human nature. We all agree with that. No one loves to be uncomfortable and have a difficult time. But yeah. Trials are not fun. I I actually just think, even as you're talking, Lori, it almost reminds me of, again you know, we're going down a highway and something gets really difficult. You just want to get off the exit path versus you have no idea where the exit path is going to lead you versus sometimes just seeing it through to the other side and kind of giving a bit of time we have no idea how quickly it'll clean up how what will be on the other side maybe that exit path would have led us somewhere crazy and we would have got lost but sometimes in our actually oftentimes our circumstance like you're saying we want just out so what are some of those things And that's what we want to talk about today what are some of those practical things that you can do and it's spiritually related to get through very difficult times to build resiliency. And I know, and I've, I am still a work in progress. Let me just say this out loud: like I still, when I go through hard times, it still is hard for me to get my mind around how do I grow through this? How do I maximize the trial for my good? I, I actually don't do that right away. I'll be honest. I've been ser- like, interesting enough. I've been going through something in this summer. And it took me probably about six weeks to kind of rumble through all the ups and downs and the emotions. And I just want to say it's okay. Like we're not taking, we're not saying this is a quick journey here. It's identifying I'm in something tough. I've got to be vulnerable about it. But God, you want to teach me something. So I think the first thing to ask is what is God revealing to you about yourself? And often as we go through hard times. We want to blame it on something. I know I do. I want to look at the circumstance. We'll say, well, if only this wasn't happening, I want this to go away or I want this to be fixed or it's because of this. This is why it's happening. Actually, what God's doing is is allowing something to rub something inside inside of me that's already present that God is using. Now, he's not it's not like God's like, "Well, I'm going to make this trial come on you to teach you this." he allows things to come and we're like we've said in the past consider it pure joy when you face trials we're not saying you jump for joy like this is awesome well some of you may be so mature in your faith
0: that you (laughs) You actually embrace it you've got it i mean
1: i'm not jumping i'm like oh yuck but consider is a logical thing it's a remembrance thing it's an actual sitting down logically remember god you've been faithful God you taught me this mapping out what God has done and I've had to do that literally even in my own situation right now sit back and logically think okay I went through this hard thing this is what God taught me and this is what God did and this is where it actually turned out for my good like that's amazing and I kind of went through that's a consider consider is a thoughtfulness that you put into a circumstance so consider it pure joy meaning consider think back and know that God's going to preserve joy for you. There's going to be goodness that will come from it. You may not feel it or be experiencing it now, but consider what God has done and that he'll do it for your good. He's going to work it all for good. So that's just a little side note right there. But in recent years, like I mean, in recent months, I've been having to go through this. And I think what I have wanted to do is to get out of it right away, to be like, if you just fix this, if you would just make this go away, finish it, find be done, But what I've had to discipline myself to do, and I say discipline, because literally it's a discipline to say, okay, God, what are you revealing about me, regardless of this outcome? And you know what? God has been very clear, very clear in telling me exactly those areas of my heart that I need to actually grow in. Trust in him, a scarcity place in my life with faith that I actually believe for other things. But when it comes to personal things, I actually have a scarcity and a fear of God withholding, which goes right back to my life scripture. He's once again gone there like, what is it that you have a mistrust in my goodness towards you? That even if this doesn't work out, that you would trust it's because it's for your good. That even if this is tough and saying, I'm not saying something's happened for you and God, it's like, well, God's going to work it for good. There's a mystery in it, but can you trust me that whether it's here or it's in heaven, there's a goodness reserved for you. It will be returned to you whether you see it or not. Will you trust me? And you know what? There's days I've been like, I don't think I trust you right now. <laughs> Let's just be honest. God, I am really struggling here. I don't see how this is even going to end. It's like this ongoing, but this is exactly what God does. He shows us places in our lives through hardship that we actually wouldn't go to without that hardship. So I don't know, Laura, if you've experienced that, what are your thoughts I, on that?
0: I, I, That is, it's so, so, so profound. The other day it was so funny. I was Literally looking in my fridge. Okay, so I'm like opening my fridge, and I was thinking about bringing something to work for lunch. And I'm looking in my fridge, and I was kind of had something in mind of what I was wanting, like maybe some leftovers from dinner the night before, or like I had it. It looked a certain way, or something I can make a sandwich out of. Like I had these things. I want something for lunch, and I'm searching through my fridge, and and I'm getting kind of irritated because like I can't see anything that I can grab for lunch easily. Right? I can't. Like there's no there's nothing for sandwich making. Whatever. I'm just looking and I can't see anything and like little did I realize because I was so fixed on trying to find something specific for lunch and something I sort of had a preconceived idea of what that was going to be that I had the day before I'd prepped some eggs and I'd prepped a fruit salad for myself for breakfast. Okay. To bring to work for breakfast. We're up super early in the morning. So like I, you know, I'm hungry by like <laughs> nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning and I'd prepped this, but I didn't even see it. Like I didn't even see it It was sitting there in a container it was right in the front. It wasn't even hidden, but I did not see it because I was so fixed on a others another specific outcome that i was looking for that wasn't there and i actually was irritated about it so i grabbed my bag kind of in an irritated way and you know walked off and and got in the car and i was like oh anyways whatever but instantly i felt the holy spirit say how often do you do that with me how often Mm. do you come to me with us looking for a specific outcome. You come with a prayer, you come with a need, and you're looking for a specific outcome. You've got something attached that you want me to do. And and that distracts you from actually seeing the provision that is right in front of you. And I think that that ties into this conversation because I feel like in the midst of the difficult things that we walk through, especially the situations that we, we can't seem to mm. just based on a decision, get out of like, Mm. like there are just things like we've got people in our lives. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like they're just Mm -hmm. not, they're going to be difficult people and they're in our lives. Maybe they're part of our family. Maybe they're, you know, part of a close friend group. These are people that are not going anywhere. We have to endure this situation. We might be navigating a, a physical, a physical illness or a diagnosis that is not going anywhere. And so what is the provision that God has? Mm. And I do think that there's something so powerful about this and something God wants to develop in us. You know I was talking with a friend and we were just talking about some difficult situations that we were navigating and this friend said wow yeah like it seems to be a real season for so many of us this group of friends that we're all navigating something and I can't wait to get on the other side of this to where things are good again and and it just struck me in that moment that like what if part of this developing resilience is the learning how not to get robbed when we're going through trials like learning the lesson and I love so much of what you shared but what does it look like for us to try to learn the lessons of not being robbed when life is hard that it's not that when life is hard God's not with us anymore Mm -hmm. that it's not you know when life is good God is with us and all of the sudden blessing is upon us what is the provision. What is God trying to show us? And I love those anchoring questions that you brought us to, to slow down and reflect in the midst of the difficult circumstance that we're walking. And I'm sure all of us are navigating something. Mm. And again, we don't have to compare to each other's journeys. I know some people are navigating things that seem impossible, maybe compared to your journey. It doesn't matter. Our heart is our heart and we're walking through it. And God wants to show us something in it and has a provision for us in it. But when we get so fixed on the outcome on our specific prayers on what we're specifically looking for it can actually be a distraction or hijack what god is actually providing for us right in front of us and i that day i sat at work and after the you know holy spirit i sat at work and i was like i literally had the most delicious food i was hungry my stomach was (laughs) growling at work and i'm like i had the prepped that I already prepped ahead of time and I didn't even (laughs) see it there. Like it was just such a funny story and a funny analogy, but also so poignant that God is working and moving in your story, in your situation. He's already present right in the midst of it. And there is a provision right there Mm. for us. I remember a number of years ago, I was going through what I would call now probably a burnout. Like I just wanted to quit everything. I wanted to walk away. And I remember even taking it so far as to go to my um, my GP, my doctor, and just saying like, I think I need to take a medical leave. Like I am totally burnt out. And I remember my GP sitting with me and saying to me, "Um, you know, she, I, I told her all of how I was feeling. And I, I painted the picture of all of it. And I remember her saying to me, No, I don't think that's the right course of action for you. Um, but what I do want you to do, she said, is I want you to figure out how to do what you're doing differently. And at the time, like I was absolutely crushed. Like I was like beyond crushed because all I wanted to do was I wanted the I wanted to get off the exit. You know, I loved your analogy of the highway. Like I'm riding along, riding along, and I'm like, get me out of here i just wanted to exit i just wanted a new whatever whatever was i didn't care what it was i just wanted to get out of there and her saying that to me was like it crushed me because basically she's saying, "Don't no, stay on the highway in traffic <laughs> or whatever, right? Just stay here, get through the construction zone, stay here yeah, in the yeah. disaster of yeah. your life, yeah. and you know, figure it out." Like, I, and so she said, "I want you to think about your day differently, and I want you to approach your work from a different perspective." And at the time, I, I was like, "That what that how on earth is that even going to be helpful?" But now looking back, like in hindsight. It was such wise advice. It felt like the worst news I could possibly get. I felt devastated. I felt unheard. I felt, you know, really, really overlooked. I felt like you're not, you're not helping me in what I need right now. Like I felt all of those things, but actually in hindsight, it was the best advice because what she was trying to help me with is she was trying to help me navigate. How do I walk through a difficult season Mm -hmm. by not exiting by not changing everything, by not walking away, but actually walking through the difficulty and seeing it from a different perspective. How Mm. do I do my work differently so that I could actually learn what I need to learn to not get myself here again in the Mm. future? What happened? How did I get here? And how do I not do this again? And so I share that story just to say that if you find yourself like literally you're you know when we fantasize (laughs) constantly about like something else moving away a different (laughs) environment a different like living
1: um opening up a campus on a beach (laughs) yes i do fantasize about that (laughs) especially when it's minus 20 or minus 40 even minus 10.
0: I'm like, what?
1: why? So now the different? summer ends. Who are we yeah. kidding? Yeah, exactly. So we close the
0: November, <laughs> I'm fantasizing. I want to go south. Right? Yeah. But yeah, when yeah, yeah. you totally. like, and, and it is like the mind is so powerful. Like when the mind is just on this continual loop of what does the exit look like? Yeah. What does the exit look like? Like I, I feel like someone's listening today and like you are in a very difficult marital situation and you are fantasizing constantly your brain you're allowing your mind to continually imagine what life would be like if you could get out of this marriage and and i feel like like that's a dangerous fantasy because there is something that God wants to show you as you navigate the difficulty and actually face the difficulty and see the entire situation from a difficult, uh, from a different perspective. And so that was honestly a game changer for me in terms of like Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally wanting to take the exit and trying to learn. And it did. It taught me actually how to push through. And there have been difficult seasons in work since that time, but I've learned How to navigate difficult seasons in work, Mm. and that's been a gift Mm. to my life and has given me longevity. That was like 10 years ago now. Wow, wow! Because I think resilience, even Laurie, is that's
1: amazing. That's an amazing story to share. Thank you for sharing that because I think resiliency and endurance and perseverance are all connected. And how many in our lives, and I think we can see in our own lives, but especially. I know we've had to learn this through the fire and we're still learning this okay like we've said it already but we've seen ones that oh so much potential so much god-given gift that they hit this space and then they just can't push through it so they they go through the exit and guess what a couple years later the same thing happens to them they just can't break through because they're not willing to go and take ownership first off of where they actually need to change things, what they're actually allowing, whether it be emotional, spiritual, whatever it may be, do the work to be able to push through that. They're not willing to take that work. So the easy work is I'm out, I'm gonna find a different job, but actually the work is inside. The work wasn't necessarily your job because when you start to see these cycles, it had actually nothing to do with the job. Yeah, sure, there were common components because it was drawing something out of you that God actually wanted to transform so you could push through and go into a whole different sphere of capacity and influence and joy and fulfillment. But if we're not willing to push through when it's hard, we're not going to be able to have to reap the benefits of that. And I just feel like there's a couple questions to ask because I think you really do, we're not saying that any job you're in, for an example, if this was a job or whatever, that you need to just see it through no matter what. Okay, like we're not saying that. But we're saying don't short circuit the process. It's an easy out to get out. That's the ease where we want to go. So what are some tips? I think number one, God, what are you teaching me? I think some questions. What are you teaching me? What are you wanting to reveal about myself in this situation? What do I need to own in this? And come to you with, like, where's an area that you want to heal, restore, redeem? Where is that vulnerable space in me that this is drawing out? Go there. I think a second exercise is the consider spot. So that consider is take some time, write down past circumstances you've been through that have been really difficult what did God teach you about himself what did he teach you about yourself and how did the situation turn out you know there might still be that unended but you're like listen it there's a mystery to that there's some situations that are so hard there's suffering in it that there's no you can't look back and say oh God that all worked out you're like no I lost a baby or a lot whatever it may be the loss is great but you're like the gift was God gave me a peace God gave me a grace here I am today, able to talk about it. Some of those riches, the redemption part is not in what, how the outcome was, but what God gave you in the midst of it to sustain you. Write those out. Those are really important consider moments. So that's, I would do that. That would be another thing. And the third thing is, this is a funny thing, but years ago, I, I used to be super like obsessed with Dr. Phil. Everyone used to make fun of me. I used <laughs> to, and then I was told by Pastor Jay to not call him that. Dr. Phil, but Dr. McGraw because it sounded way more... <laughs> Legit. It's
0: <laughs> like do- she would quote. She would literally quote Dr. Phil. Oh yeah, I would like Dr. watch. Phil I had it time. on TVR.
1: of Dr. M- Dr. my family, would be like, Oh my goodness, mom, you're so watching Dr. Doc-
0: Dr. Phil again. I'm like, No, Rhonda. it's Dr.
1: McGraw. Okay,
0: that was that was a while
1: ago. But anyway, all that to say, is Dr.
0: Phil still on TV? I don't even know. Okay, I don't even, I don't know, even know, know anymore.
1: <laughs> but anyway, all that to say, there was one episode, and it was a marriage that he was dealing with, and they just wanted out of this marriage, and he said to them, You've got to work yourself out of this marriage. You've got to do everything possible to work Mm. yourself out. Like you give it everything Mm. and then you work yourself out. Just like you got yourself into a marriage, you got to walk yourself and work yourself out. And it just struck me that actually spiritually, Mm. we don't work ourselves out of situations Mm. to say at at some point, there come a point where you're like, no, actually this I've done everything. I've tapped into every resource I've done the work, like I've actually spiritually done the work, I've emotionally done the work, I've done some counseling, I've literally got some advice around me, I've given some time to it, I haven't made it when I'm low, that's another thing, don't make a decision when you're emotionally really low, give it time, work yourself into a good space, where you can actually logically think through things too, Um, and then there might come a time you're like, okay, no, I can actually walk away from this, knowing I've done everything, and Honestly, and I know this sounds like really juvenile, but this is something we've done at the very end of a decision. Jay and I have done this for 25 years. We've done a pro and con list. That was not the first thing, because if it was the first thing I'd do, I'd be like, everything was a con, and everything would be a pro to leave. Do it at the end. When mm. you've actually weighed everything, you've done the work, mm. you've done the process, you've kind of worked yourself, you're in a, a better headspace. do a pro and con list, because you've really got to weigh out your options, and then make your decision. But I think we often, like we are talking about, we short circuit, the, we go into the exit ramp. But there is going through a construction zone that often God wants us to go through because you will come out actually reconstructed. And that is what God, that is actually a beautiful part of the journey. The highway is like We can't get, we can get off, but that exit road, you have no idea what trouble is gonna be on that. You think you're getting off. How many of us, I've done that before, I'm, I think I'm gonna take a short circuit and, I'm, and I find myself at a dead end. I find myself lost. I find myself getting into another construction zone or rerouted it takes me a like worse triple the time, one. yeah. And I think, why did I not just stay on the highway? This is exactly what God's doing. We've got the Holy Spirit, but these are some practical steps. I think that would be helpful, hopefully, to some of you that find yourself in that situation.
0: Yeah, I love that. Those are great. Those are really, really good questions and really a very systematic process of working out like when you really find yourself in a very, very difficult circumstance that you can't seem to get out of. The other thing I just want to speak to in the midst of this conversation, and part of the the motivation for this conversation is really to help you develop the resilience mm. to walk through these difficult things. But sometimes we get on the other side, we do take the exit ramp, mm-hmm. we do, and, and now we're navigating something else as a result of these decisions, or we find ourselves back in the same situation or a similar situation because we really didn't you know learn the lessons and move through as we could have in the past this has been a repeated cycle in our lives all of those things okay we've experienced them we are experiencing them so we this is not about perfection this is not about any of that it's exactly it's Mm. about training Mm. i love that so so much and so i just want to speak to you if you find yourself you know that you did shortcut the process that you did just quickly pick up and move away you did quickly just quit your job and did it whatever whatever it is in your situation the promise does not change that god is with us Mm. like he is with us it's the promise like jesus he sent us the spirit to be with us and we're not alone in that and he is a redemptive God and I'm so thankful for that so it like I don't want you to be listening to this conversation and even just if you're sensing a little bit of regret if you're sensing like you know we can all live in that space but I think God wants you to come right into the present moment right now wherever you find yourself today no matter where you are on the resilience developing resilience journey allow the holy spirit into that space remember that god is with you right now in this mm-hmm. moment and there's nothing that you can do to go back and change the past you can't change that that is already decisions made that is already done that is already and maybe you're reaping the consequences of it maybe you're living out the you know uh, uh, the consequences of your actions of your choices of your decisions all of those things but God is with you right now in the moment. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit just wants to mm. give you the comfort mm. and the hope that redemption is available for you, no matter where you find yourself. And no matter how like difficult or dark the day is today, like this the present mm. circumstance is today, the Holy Spirit has a redemptive pathway forward for mm. you. And that too is is part of the resilient journey and so just bring him in wherever you find yourself today don't live in regret of the past don't think about all the mistakes that you've made come into this present moment bring the holy spirit into the present with you where you find yourself today and allow him to lead you forward from this place leaning into the journey of becoming a resilient disciple of jesus that's the goal of all of this Mm. that's the goal of every trial that's the goal of every single thing that we face it's not actually to get to the other side and to have no discomfort it's actually god help me not to be robbed help me to receive your complete joy and your complete peace in the midst of this hardship that's possible that's actually possible that's the gift that's the provision and so we just invite you to bring the Holy spirit right into right now today, no matter what that situation is.
1: Oh Lord. I love that so much. I love it so much. And I think just as we're kind of coming to a close here, I just want to share a story. Um, I, I actually met with somebody who's been going through a really different, difficult time in their marriage, like difficult, difficult. And it's been a, a journey, and I'm just sharing this, I feel like there's someone listening too, so I'm just sharing this story. It was a mental health issue with a, a spouse and very difficult journey. And it was very complex. Of how were they were navigating it how do i leave how do i you know it was just complicated okay so they they just didn't know and then something happened pretty drastic that there was an immediate need for them to leave and the marriage has come to a close and she said like all the disappointment all the years of investing all the years of the hopes of it would get better to go Mm. back and she just said something really poignant to me that sometimes in the midst of a circle she goes in my in my marriage i recognized I had done everything possible. So like what we had talked about, I love that you talked to the redemption part. And I think in the redemption part too, we're talking about not being robbed, the eyes to see. She said, God gave me the eyes to see a miracle that the outcome for me was complete restoration of my marriage. But actually the outcome was something happened to bring closure mm. that I had the ability to move forward. But mm. she had worked herself. She said, this was like 20 years, but I just said like, even for some of you listening, like, there sometimes is the ability to see a miracle in the process that God will sometimes completely close the door after you've done so much. And sometimes you don't even know how to stop something. You might be on the opposite side where you have never seen an exit and you're in a space that you actually can't get off. Like you literally need to, like you're going ready to go over a cliff emotionally, your own physical health, whatever it may be. This was my friend, ready to go over a cliff and literally could not bring herself to even see there was an exit ramp or there could even be a way that this was part of the dysfunction and the pain that she was in. And it was actually an abusive situation. And so I just want to say for someone who's listening today, this is very complex. Like we're talking about we don't know your circumstance. We're kind of hitting it. (laughs) We're like, it's always like paint on a wall. We're throwing everything against you've talked about someone redeeming. They've taken an exit and they don't know how to come back. For some, you exit immediately. Like you just want out and you're not willing to do that ownership piece. For some of you, you literally You've endured. You're an endure and you're about to crash and die. And God's like, stop, stop, stop. And I think that's when we have to recognize sometimes the miracle in itself is that God stops something or puts a closure or actually intervenes in a very dramatic way to say like, this is no further. And so I think all of those pieces are happening. So we just pray for you right now to know, like Lori said, just on this podcast, where where you are, God is with you in all of these circumstances. All of it is working for resilience in the sense of God wants you to come home. And resiliences don't short circuit the love of the Father and the work of the Father, but it's going to look different in all of our lives, and in every circumstance, it looks a little bit different. And yeah. how we have to get through things. But we want you to know, I love that we even said this at Heartstrong. You know, you're loved. Yeah, God's with you. He's safety. He's don't he, be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah, and come home, come home, come home to the Father, and may He give you the eyes mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. that in your circumstance, that God. Perhaps the miracle Mm -hmm. was the opposite of what you thought, but when you actually take a big view back, you might be like, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. I never could have gotten myself out of that situation. And even with all the counsel around you, you may not have even listened or heard or responded, but sometimes it takes those dramatic moves for you to just have something close and you step back and you think, God, that was you. You actually rescued me from something that I couldn't even see. And so we just want to speak to all of those things that God is with you. God loves you. Don't be afraid and come home, come home,
0: come home to him. That's so, so, so beautiful. So thank you for sitting in this complex conversation with us today. And we know there's so much more that we can oh unpack, goodness, but yeah. we, we just hope that at least some portion of that resonates with you today. And again, that you enter into your difficulty with the perspective of God, would you develop resilience in me, in my following you? And remember, God is with you in the midst of your circumstance today. We hope you have a great rest of your day. You know, there's one more nuance to this conversation, Rhonda, that I think we should just touch on. We co- sort of <laughs> we pressed stop and then a really good conversation started. But it is on the other side sometimes of when the exit does come, when it actually... Uh, the situation closes the you know marriage comes to an end the you know you make a decision to stop doing in vitro you like a decision comes the exit comes it's time to move out of the situation i just want to acknowledge that that is also the on-ramp to another very difficult part of the journey. Like the reality of that, right? Like you think about you put so much effort or or you've spent so much time developing resilience in the midst of this struggle, enduring this struggle to finally get to the other side, to finally make a decision, to finally take the off-ramp, and I'm going to go in a different direction. That, I just want to acknowledge that that That's so true. is also so difficult. It actually is the beginning of another side of a very difficult part of enduring. And that's, I think, why the point of this conversation is not how do you get to the other side? The point of the conversation is how do you continue to develop resilience for the hard road? Because the reality is, they're all hard, mm. no matter where you find yourself. No matter where you find yourself, I'm enduring or I'm I'm going, I'm changing jobs. Oh, well, now I'm out of work and now I can't find a job and now I'm having financial issues. Like there's this ripple effect of difficulty that comes in those decisions that yes, at some point it all gets reconciled, but often the journey towards that reconciliation is just another hard road. And I just want to mm. acknowledge that. I think that is so true and so good to acknowledge and I think
1: you know if I was just to say like my small circumstance that's a reality that that could happen where this door I'm in right now I'm still right. in wait right you're close. enduring you're I'm enduring, enduring a I'm difficult doing everything journey. possible right. to see if we can make it happen or right waiting our time but there is a possibility that that door could close and I'm rerouted into a different season however we, it's almost like you almost can't think it until that decision comes. Because to be like, that's where my fear gets in. Mm. We're in this circumstance. Mm. Okay, all of you know. Okay, I, yeah. I, I'm speaking so vague. People are going to be thinking I'm going through a lot of, no. But I've been in this house situation house of a journey, dream. Yeah. Okay, my house journey. Oh, this dream house. We're still in the wait. We're still in this crazy, and it's been the most bizarre situation. Mm-hmm. But the part of it was the scarcity and the fear was like, what if this doesn't work out? Right. What if this all doesn't work out? Like we get to this point and now we got to let the house go. And now it's. Been, When are we ever going to find a house like that again, or like that location? Like Mm -hmm. it's not going to work out. If I am constantly being tossed around with that, picturing that and fearing that, that's another offer. Hey, we can fantasize about something getting us out, or we can actually think of an exit rank that just ramps up our fear—the bad, the the bad bad. side of this outcome. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And I felt the Lord was like. If you're gonna go down that path, like yeah. if that happens, because yeah, you got to hold everything lightly. I don't know how this is all gonna work right. out. I don't know. I've just got to trust that God will faithfully lead me through that, like He's leading me through now. That path will hold all the provisions of heaven that I need, but I've got to be fully see this through. And if I'm rerouted, it's going to be it's going to be sad and really disappointing and really hard. Okay, for me, 25 years waiting. Okay, we it's this is my heart in this situation. All of you have different hearts, but guess what? If you're constantly fearing that road's going to happen, you're actually not learning present what God's trying to teach me here. And that's also robbing. That's where that I was being robbed. It wasn't so much that I was like enduring, but I'm like, the fear of that journey I was bringing into my present, which that journey hasn't happened yet. So I'm actually on that off ramp when I'm not I'm still traveling like I'm not even on it (laughs) but God's like you're being robbed from what I'm teaching you be present and if that off ramp comes because actually closure comes a decision has to be made you've got to trust that I'm going to build your resiliency and help you in that off ramp so I think all of this is a very interesting yes movement of emotions and logic but being present in the presence of God Where we are now being present with him and wherever he leads, he'll be present with us. But trying not to get ahead, like be present today with what you can manage. And I love that it says, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Today, what is God asking us to steward and to manage? Because we have no idea the outcome. So manage that. But that would be, if I was to say, "Lord," in that, that would be where my actual struggle has been is I've brought on and on, like I'm already... fearing this exit coming that may not be but it's robbing me of what God is showing me in the process Mm, that's
0: another another incredible element to this conversation today so yeah again our awakening moment for today really is God would you develop resiliency in us where we are on the journey right now right now right now Not fantasizing about the worst case scenario, not fantasizing about the exit ramp, not fantasizing about, oh, this idea of a better life some other way with someone else and all those things, but actually where we find ourselves today. God, would you meet us here? Would you help us to develop resiliency right in the midst of it? And anyways, we just wanted to pop back on (laughs) and share a couple of those things. And maybe that was for someone today. So so thanks for hearing us out.